When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's new director time, Dave. New director. We've you know we've done the Kubricks, we've done the Nolans, we've done Denny Villeneuve. Yeah. Even we've 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 done a lot. You know Spielberg, Spielberg yeah. yeah, Scorsese. Uh, but uh, it's another first for us. We got uh, Mr. M Night Shyamalan Ding Dong. M Night Shyamalan. <laughs> yeah, first time. <laughs> yeah, and a director I think who gets crapped on a lot, and uh, maybe you know rightly so in some spaces, but I kind of like him and i don't think there's one i've seen of his that i don't like and didn't come away with something even the mark Wahlberg, the happening i still kind of enjoyed right yeah yeah he definitely gets uh, crapped on a lot i think it's just because he came out so strong yeah. to begin with are you are you a sixth sense guy definitely yeah great film <laughs> i mean obviously he's known for you know the the twists he's uh you know he's 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 a he's a twist master in his movies which you basically that's what i love about his movies too is yeah just wait kind of waiting for that for the end like even if it's like not not kind of a disappointing movie yeah. you're like oh let's see what the twist is let's see how he's gonna bring this home well is the twist that pressure is when people are like oh it's gonna be a big twist and then it's something that's you know it's still good for the story but they're ex- expecting something that's yeah. completely unreasonable or something yeah. or, or when they do get it they're like oh, that's it so yeah know, like I, the village maybe yeah that definitely uh uh put pressure on him i think but yeah i mean i'm definitely not as hard on the village as a lot of people are no, I, I like, I like it. that i mean yeah. it's got you know joaquin phoenix in it uh you know which he, he does great and and uh but yeah i like i like yeah bryce dallas howard i like that premise a lot i love signs have you seen movie. um his first movie uh praying with anger i have not no nope. wide awake nope. 1998 uh the sixth sense we just talked about yep. uh unbreakable the movie we're gonna talk about first here uh, yeah, Signs is great. The Village, we just said, is good. Uh, Lady in the Water, I actually had never seen. I've never seen Lady in the Water That's either. It's got Paul Giamatti. I know. Yeah, yeah. I we would have hit that one in Bryce Dallas Howard as well, right? Right. Yeah, Paul Giamatti, which we have an episode of his we have coming out soon. We recorded a while ago where we got that in our back pocket. <laughs> Absolutely. Just a little preview for you folks. <laughs> hey, we're not going to say what it yeah, is. Yeah. Just, no. just a Paul Giamatti movie. <laughs> okay, everyone's at the edge of their seats right now. <laughs> Do you want to give it away? <laughs> no. Uh, nah. no, 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 no. no. This, the, the yeah, let's leave it. Has been built, so <laughs> let's leave it aside. Uh, uh, then uh, the happening, two thousand eight. Really, not yeah. a great movie, but I like uh, it. Yeah, it's not. Yes, yeah, it it gets a lot of flack, but yeah, I didn't mind it. Uh, Last Airbender, I did not see. Not didn't have interest didn't, in After Earth. Did nope. not see. No interest. <laughs> uh, and then I see he directed one episode of Wayward Pines. I'm right. Familiar with the show? Uh, nope. The Visit, twenty fifteen. Did you see that? I did not. It's not bad. Really? It's uh, a little bit. Scary. It's the grandparents. One. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then of course, uh, Split. Yeah, which we're also going to discuss, and paired with Unbreakable and Split, we are getting a trilogy, which we didn't even know was gonna happen, or that these movies were really even connected until rewatching them again with this in mind, as we're getting Glass. Right. And, uh, well, maybe when this 
uh, that movie will come out maybe when this episode drops. I guess. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I think. Uh, yeah, we're gonna drop this. Uh, this should be out uh, the Monday after this came out. Uh, after Glass came out. So yeah, this uh, it'll already be out. And if, if people haven't seen Split, I mean, it's already given away in the trailers for Glass yeah, that true. Split is related to Unbreakable, which was uh, we're gonna talk about later in the show. Uh, Split, but yeah, again, we're gonna talk about Unbreakable. When you first, first. watched Split, did you think this was in the same universe? Until no, not at all. Literally the last scene. The last scene when I started hearing that score. Yeah, I was. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, what? It, this sounds weirdly familiar that like really cool early like, 2000s yeah beat. yeah, yeah the, it's like why, why does this sound so familiar and then it's bruce willis and mr glass and oh man so yeah i was uh yeah super excited you know once you find i think that enhanced split for me yeah uh, me too yeah that it was part of that universe and it, it made everything else make more sense and it actually made the uh second watch more enjoyable yeah absolutely yeah. my first watch i'm like i don't know what this movie is i don't know what i saw none of this really made sense i mean obviously you know you can you know what's happening in the plot but right. as to why this is even a movie right. kind of a thing only really makes sense in the context of the movie that came before it and then this upcoming movie glass and uh from what i understand this the character in split the james mcavoy character uh, all 23 of them he, he was going to be a character in Unbreakable and oh, got really? caught. Oh, interesting. Because I can't really imagine him yeah. in that movie, really, unless he's like another character that Mr. Glass was trying to find right. and yeah, you know, so track maybe, down. Maybe that's what is in Glass. You know, Maybe that's how they're going to yeah. now incorporate it. Yeah, I didn't realize that that's what that was all about. Interesting. Um, yeah, because they kept dropping little hints throughout the split. You know, when you watch it a second time, you're like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, they're definitely hinting towards towards something. But yeah, once you find it out, it's part of that universe. It like brings it home. It's like, okay, now it almost made it more believable for some reason. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, why, why do I believe the Unbreakable story so much, but not, <laughs> not this one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, well, but Unbreakable has the... It's a balanced movie. Right. You have the dark and the light, sort of. Right. You have, you know, and I think adding in that third character would have just upset that balance. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Because, I mean, obviously, uh, uh, Samuel Jackson, Mr. Glass, uh, you know, he even brings up at the end, you know, there's someone, you know, there's got to be someone total opposite of me. Like, you know, uh, like you said, the light and the dark, um, the breakable and the unbreakable. Yeah. And so something, one last thing about M. Shyamalan before we get yeah. right into this thing is that there's always in all of his movies, I think there's always a beautiful, great moment in all of them. Mm-hmm. Even if the the movie itself in total right. isn't amazing, yeah. There's always little scenes, and he's always doing something interesting with the camera, right? What well, in yeah, that's definitely what I wanted to talk about too. Is yeah, the, the the camera work. But you're totally right about the the great scenes in in all of his movies. There's always one that's just like it like kind of encapsulate why I love film so much. Yeah. Like it's just like in that moment, I'm just like, this is why I love movies. You yeah. know, these moments right here. I, I kind of want to go back and watch Sixth Sense now and see what what, what he did. Because I mean, Sixth Sense with the you know great thing about that was you know obviously you know Haley Joel Osment the acting and the and the and the amazing twist and the yeah. premise i, I want to go back i spent so long since i watched that i want to go back and see what his you know craft was you know in in that movie but yeah there's so many so many long takes and then it you know cuts to the train with bruce willis and like 
that's all one take too. It's like going back and forth between him talking to the lady that sits next sits next to him in the train. The camera's in between the seats yes. in front of them and yeah. like keeps going back and forth. Interesting it's, there, you get that again in the very beginning of Split. The camera is swinging around the car. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Around the yeah. around the windows. Yeah. And also, he's kind of like maybe tipping his hat to himself on that, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, really interesting. Yeah, the girl sits down next to Bruce Willis. The right. camera just like swings so you can see through between one angle of the seat and then back again. Really cool. Yeah. It just keeps your interest. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no cuts, you know, or anything to like. Yeah, no, no editing needed really. It was just you know just the actors acting it out and just the camera cameraman doing his work. So it's just it's so so cool to see his craft right away in the film. And there's this train crash which we don't even see. It's great. We didn't need to see it. There's, yeah. there's a weird not weird but there's a slow motion with Bruce. There's the train starting to shake and then Bruce Willis just kind of looks to the side and yeah. everything kind of slows down and you kind of know what's happening. Right. The next we know he's in the hospital. He, he sits up and the doctor's like can't and then off right in front of you but you can't really see is a patient gasping for breath and that blood pool that comes up <laughs> again another long take yeah yeah because the guy's like the doctor's almost like almost mad at him that he's alive <laughs> right yeah you know, it's like you're lying he like yeah. didn't believe him basically right yeah yeah it's it's it, it's so <laughs> unique too to be like you're like supposed to be focused in on this conversation, then you got this like person dying, you like help, yeah. barely focused on camera. <laughs> it's and just then, his chest, basically yeah. wrapped in gauze, right? Almost. And then it starts to bleed through, yeah. and then like the breathing stops, and uh, yeah, the guy, the guy does seem mad. He's like almost like in awe, like everyone's like in a few minutes, you're going to be the only survivor of this, uh, you know, uh, train crash. No not, scratch. Not only yeah, no one only is that amazing in itself. You don't have a scratch on you. No yeah. broken bones. No nothing. So you're like, all right, what's going on here? Um, Interesting other thing, when Bruce Willis is on the train talking to the girl, there's some foreshadowing. In one way, she says she's a sports agent. Do you like football? He says no. And then he admits he's afraid of water. It's actually it's quite, quite yeah, revealing. Yeah. She's talking to, she's going to meet with a Temple football player, who I think we see later when right. the kids are all hanging on him. Uh, but what I was going to say was the point where he takes off his wedding ring. Right, yeah. And I'm like, well, he's kind of scummy here. Right, yeah. But as we find out, it is his kid and his wife, but they're separated. Yeah, they're like, they sleep in separate rooms. Right. And uh, yeah, maybe not quite separated, but they're yeah. in some kind of a transition. Well, he's going to, actually, he's he tried to get a job in New York. They're, this is set in Philadelphia. Right. Uh, which is the only other connection to Split that I could yeah. get. They yeah, definitely. They were in the Philadelphia right. Zoo, and that's it. But, uh, you know, a bit there about we learn a about him but i'm thinking you're being kind of scummy trying to be you know shady with your wedding ring but in reality is it's he's wearing it out of habit and as far as his situation is his wife is not right yeah they're splitting up yeah like it's it's done i'm like why am i interviewing in new york if it's right you know gonna happen yeah Yeah. this yeah this is crazy just how much you know in that little tiny scene there's so much you know to come again like you said the water the wedding ring the you know the football player him not liking football everything like that so yeah definitely and this is the first time i watched it where um i i realized like his dilemma too when he finds out you know obviously the twist at the end it's like he he sees that little girl he's had a conversation with the person there like so how much more that's going to affect him to be the only survivor when you know that person like that little girl's dead you know i didn't i didn't think about that and other times i watched it and now i'm like man yeah so this has got to be emotionally like yeah you're you're grateful you survived but now you've got to think about all those people that you had those interactions with that didn't survive you know yeah and what does he do 
he gets home and his wife is in a bedroom downstairs and he's just going to, you know, slowly walk up to the stairs to continue his life and go to sleep by himself. He's totally lost here. Right. Yeah. It's he's, like, what, what, what do I do? He's in utter yeah. shock about yeah. what he just went through. Yeah. And he's got no, he's just completely discombobulated. Yeah. yeah. And then you're at the funeral, you know, with the, with all the train people. And then that's when he gets the note from limited edition. Yeah. Uh, which is uh, Samuel Jackson, which we'll get to know as uh, uh, Mr. Glass, uh, Elijah, um, for blanking on his last name, but his name's Elijah in the movie. Uh, he owns a very uh, artsy, no, it's not even a, co- I wouldn't, I wouldn't, don't even dare. Yeah, I wouldn't will... dare call it a comic book shop. <laughs> it's an art gallery. <laughs> it's an art gallery uh, full of comic books. Um, but you, you get right away the sense of you know how he appreciates comic books and how he appreciates the art of it and everything. Um, you, they got the guy trying to buy it for his kid, which buying a painting like that for a four-year-old. Oh, it's like, so obnoxious. Get out of here. What, what are you talking about? I would have been that mad too for if I was Elijah. <laughs> and if I have, the, I would too. Yeah, I'd be furious. I mean, it's just, it's insulting. I mean, and it, I don't know how much money it was, but it was yeah. a lot of money. I'm assuming, yeah. right? Some number of thousands of dollars, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. A rare print, which if we back up just a bit, what you mentioned about the spinning comic book, I think this is, that happens before here, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, there's a flashback. Yeah, to when he's like 13 or so. Yeah, he's a kid. And this yeah. is another really beautiful emotional scene all shot on reflected off of an old console tv yep. yeah how so cool, cool is this i know really cool he's sad he's you know his mom is what we learn about best we can is she's a great mom and she's mm-hmm. doing the best she can for his kid he's he's mr glass as he explains later to bruce willis and the son he's got this disease this, he doesn't make some kind of a protein so his bones are very fragile right. so he's going through life where he goes outside he's risk of getting a broken bone mm-hmm. so he just wants to stay inside all day and she tells him there's a there's a present out there i've got a present for you but you gotta go get it it's out on the bench it's really cool yeah definitely yeah because yeah, yeah she says yeah each you know i have more of these so each day you go outside you know you'll get more so she's like pushing him along to not be scared throughout life and you know that's why comic books kind of become his life and um you know uh because comic books embrace you know the differences in people you know there's there's more to you know uh there's more to us than than we might think you know we're not just somebody everybody's unique everybody's different you know and so it embraces that he Um, finds something for himself to right a purpose for himself right he finds it in these stories yeah and he obviously relates to it it's just really interesting i mean just that whole relationship about you know the way his mom is like she's doing what's right for her son she feels terrible for him right she's got no choice with you like you gotta go live out into the world right exactly uh although maybe in retrospect she should have just kept him in the house (laughs) yeah now (laughs) take it back uh, mom (laughs) but uh he gets that that first comic book that he gets is uh it spins around and that becomes that that one that yeah, the guy was going to buy. Yeah. Yeah. But the way he describes it. Uh, oh, the villain's eyes are bigger. Right, oh, yeah. you know, the, exaggerated. The, yeah, yeah. The, the, the jawline of the hero is always different. And and, it kind of reflects them. I mean, right. not to... I mean, Bruce Willis has got a square jaw. He's Bruce freaking Willis. And Sam Jackson, his movie, he's got, he's got sort of exaggerated features, at least in terms of his hair. Right, yeah. And, you know, sort of thing. So he's kind yeah. of a larger-than-life figure yeah. in his dress and his yeah, manners. Exactly. And then more foreshadowing, when she gives him that comic book, she says, this one's got a twist ending or a surprise ending. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, what do we got coming here? There you go. <laughs> um, and I love the purples. Like, he, you know, that becomes like his his yeah. uniform. His, 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 that's, his, that's his villain uniform. And, and I love how we don't really know that this is... Uh, because I, I don't remember the the marketing of this movie or anything. Or, I don't either. I, I, so I'll, 
but we don't really know this is a superhero movie. Like this is, yeah. <laughs> it's the, one of the most unique comic book movies. Right. There yeah. is. Right. Yeah. What this movie is saying is that comic book heroes and villains are in exact, I think as uh, Samuel Jackson says, this is actually a, a retelling of history. These right. are, this yeah. represents, you know, things, they're at least myths or something or an exaggeration of, of real things, you right. know? So maybe you can, maybe a guy swam really good. That became Aquaman. I'm right. just trying yeah. to think of something like that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's, it's just an interesting way of saying this. Are, it's just a, a story about real life. Now, he's very fragile, and he's like, if I become thinking, if I'm really fragile and I'm on this end of the spectrum, there's got to be someone else who's my opposite. Right, yeah. That's all drama is, you know, exaggerating things. You know, it's, it's, it's the exaggeration of, of actual life. You know, they say, does art imitate life or does life imitate yeah. art or you know it's a uh, really interesting way of yeah. explaining that yeah definitely and it's a uh, you know obviously it brings up a lot about all we're all trying to find our place in this world um which uh, uh mr glass brings up a lot um and you know that's it, it's bruce willis you know at this point is is lost in his life you know he doesn't he doesn't know what to do he doesn't know you know when he goes on the date with uh robin wright his wife um it's the sadness that uh samuel jackson says yeah yeah it. the sadness yeah 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 yeah. um but yeah when he goes on you know the date with his wife she's like why well you know are, are you purposely shutting us out he's like you know he's like no but he says he doesn't know why he's shutting them out but it's like there's there's something in him that he knows probably that he could do better. He could do more, but um, he shut that out on purpose. His his true nature. He shut out. They got into that car accident when he was a football player in right. college. Yeah, and basically, I don't want to say he faked a knee injury, but I guess because no, he quit after yeah. that. Yeah, you think? He, yeah, he faked a back. Yeah, his back or something. Yeah, yeah. because his wife is a, a physical therapist. Yeah, physical therapist. Yep, she. Hates violence, yeah, and she's like, football is the opposite of what I do. Right, yeah, <laughs> football breaks people. I fix people, and I can't be with someone who does that. So the choice for him was to, I'm gonna not play. The accent, I guess, was a bit of convenience. Right, yeah. Uh, that was his way of. He chose his path. Right, and he got a wife and a nice son, uh, but he wasn't happy. Right, and now he's lost. Now he's losing his wife. Right, and he's got a great great relationship with the son, and then this massive event happens with the train. So now he's got nothing. Yeah. Now internally, I don't think he made a conscious decision. I'm gonna not really. I'm gonna quit football before this reason, and I'm gonna fake being hurt. I don't right. think that was. No, I, I don't think, think he like so. deluded himself. In yeah, sense, I think right? so. I think so. Yeah, I think it was more of uh, you know, he almost lost her in that accident, and he doesn't want to lose her again. So yeah. Like, Okay, I, I can give up football for her, right. but you know he's for family. Yeah. But but he built up that resentment over the years, and he he knows again. I think deep down he knows he can do more, and and um, you know even when you see when he's like opening the car when the the car's on fire, like it's just like he's got super strength, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah, I can't imagine what a great football player he was. Oh, it must have been amazing. Yeah. But do you think he stuffed all that down somewhere deep inside of him and locked it away? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he seems to be in great denial about it. I mean. He would yeah. have known. He's asking questions about whether or not I've been sick. I mean, if right. he was self-aware, yeah. he'd be like, no, I've, I've never yeah. been sick. I think he's just, yeah, slowly built. Yeah, he's locked that away and then just slowly, subconsciously just has you know shut things out and just kind of just gone through life, gone gone the path that he wasn't <laughs> meant to go down. Yeah. You know, and then uh, and then Elijah brings up you know what what he should do uh, i love the uh the weightlifting scene it's yeah. great he's just 
Is he just working out normally, right? Yeah, or he's just. I'm just gonna go home and work out. Yeah. And yeah, he's just like you see him lift a couple things. He's like, how much you put on there? And he looked. He's like, that's 250 <laughs> pounds. I've never lifted that. <laughs> and he said, take some off. You know, that was really dangerous. And right, then, right. <laughs> then he, you know, he goes on. He's like. Uh, <laughs> You think you beat up Bruce Lee? You couldn't do any karate. He's like, no, no, because he's still denying it all. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, he looks all the way, and he's like, "What else do we got?" Yeah, and it's like a what are they buckets of water or sand uh, or something? Uh, paint. Oh, paint. Think, yeah, okay, buckets yeah. of paint. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So and then yeah, it ended up being like three hundred and fifty pounds that he was lifting. Yeah, five gallon bucket of paint is not yeah. light. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> I have a hard time. Yeah. picking up two of those. Yeah, absolutely. So so yeah, that was a I love that scene the the progression of that scene because they're like. Let's, let's do more. What else we got? <laughs> I don't. When would it have stopped? Right. Yeah, I mean, would, I don't. Know. A car? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I you don't get know. the sense that if he would push himself, he would yeah. push himself to well, some after crazy. See, after seeing Split, I mean, who who knows? Yeah. You know exactly how powerful this guy is. So, um, and how awesome is the movie to this point? Yeah, like, <laughs> it's great. Like, it's, it's just fantastic. like, oh my god, this guy has some sort of powers. This is crazy. It's an amazing yeah. telling of this kind of a yeah. And then, and then you find out about his other abilities, which is this instinctual ability, these visions he has when he touches certain bad people. Now, this is something that, I mean, he chalked it up to instinct when he said he about the the silver gun with the black handle or whatever. Um, but is he really delving deep into the powers now that he's thinking about it? Or did he really just think this was instinct before? Like, because wouldn't he question these visions before? I don't know that this. I think what you think what you're getting at is correct. Is that it, he's now is heightening them, mm-hmm. and he's never really paid attention to them before. Or if he got them, he just it was a and really just a feeling, an yeah, inkling. Like now that he's oh, opening that guy's up probably his, a yeah. scumbag, you know? <laughs> right? Yeah. Maybe no one in his life has probably said what kind of a gun. Yeah. Where he has to think. And then he's like opening up his mind and accessing that part of his brain that has been basically shut off. Right. And kept in that dark closet. Yeah. So I would think in general, no. I mean, I, it'd be hard. I, you'd think you were a psycho. Right. right? Yeah. Was, <laughs> <laughs> what is happening to me? <laughs> right. So I think that's part of it. It's just yeah. like evolution. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's when you get the M. Night Shyamalan uh cameo when he, he thinks he's the drug dealer but apparently it was just another guy in a blue coat yeah, yeah. he goes up to the wrong guy um, a bit of a Hitchcock cameo basically yeah, right, in every movie yeah. good old M. Night um, <laughs> well this makes me think I mean what what is Mr. Glass other than the fact that he breaks um, that he's brittle what what else does he do I think he's just a genius I think, I really think smart. he's like a yeah, mastermind like uh, that, what, what do they bring up I think his mom brings up in the gallery how, you know, the, you know, some, you know, villains, you know, get them in combat, but other villains will get you with their mind. Okay. So I think that's what he's his, a manipulator. Yeah. Like a Darth Sidious. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, gotcha. <laughs> Not a Mace Windu. No. Hey, hey, come back. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think, I think that's his powers is he's, yeah, an absolute, yeah, just criminal mastermind. Yeah. Okay. You, gotcha. You know, um, so he uh, must have some sort of a heightened awareness for manipulating people. Yeah. Situations and that sort of thing. Yeah, definitely. Okay. I mean, he's able to, you know, blow up derail trains and blow up uh airplanes which i i mean i guess anyone could just look up on the internet but <laughs> well funny there well yeah but interesting though along those same lines is when bruce willis gets gets a funny feeling about him right 
He's like, this is where you say, uh, all, all I need is your credit card. Oh, number. right. Yeah, that's when they first meet. Right, yeah. So I wonder if he's, you know, swindling people and getting people to do his bidding. Not bidding, but right, in those yeah. ways, whereas Bruce Willis catches on to it immediately. Right, yeah. He's like, oh, sense. yeah. So, yeah, he definitely has that sense. Yeah, good call. So it's like a back and forth. Yeah. There's nothing overt going on there, but they are playing with one another. Right. You know? Or, you know, it's like a, a little bit of a game going on there. Right. Um, it, I, I do have to mention uh, his car. It's just, and again, his outfit, he's all purple yeah. and he's just like, again, such a, like a villain, you know, the he's cane. just, yeah, the cane and his like padded car and yeah. stuff. It's just so cool. Pretty badass. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> a very likable villain. Right. He's a, he's a, he's really is a monster. Although, you know, we see him as a, as a broken child when we're instantly sympathetic. Towards right. Him. Absolutely. This is not an evil little boy. This yeah. is someone who's been dealt a really bad hand. And then, uh, speaking of child, uh, Speaking of children, uh, you know, you got Bruce Willis's son who's, you know, really trying to encourage Bruce Willis that, like, you know, I, I do believe you're this person. And he says, Bruce Willis is like, I'm just an ordinary man. He's like, why do you keep saying that? No, you're not. Because, you know, he, you know, gets in a fight in school. And that's when Bruce Willis founds out about a kid almost drowning. And it was him. And, yeah. you know, like, oh, like, oh, yeah, I have been sick. I, I've been, you know, uh, that's when he tells Mr. Glass, like, I almost died in water, you know. I almost, I almost drowned to death. Um, so that's when we find out about that. And he's then got his weakness. He's, he's got his weakness. But that's when you got that tense scene when his son has the gun. And uh, crazy, man. <laughs> and this crazy. is all one shot too. This is the camera just going back and forth, all just one shot. And uh, yeah, such a tense moment. Because he's like, Dad, you don't, you're not believing me. You won't tell mom. You won't like admit to who you are. You, I know you're strong or whatever. Right. And then the only way you can get him to back down is to say, yeah, you'll shoot me. But uh, the bullets will bounce off of me. Yeah, you're right. But if you do that, I'm leaving. I'm going yeah. to New York. Yeah. That's the only way you can get him to stop. Yeah, exactly. Great tense uh, tense moment there. What did you think of this story with the guy who catches that captured that kidnapped the family, killed the wife and their dad? Yeah, that's what I was about to get to because I was going to say that, uh, you know, Mr. Glass, you know, is kind of upset that... You know, okay, this guy is injured. He told me to stay away from him. And then he finds this comic and he's like, oh, wait, no, water's your weakness. We're both, you know, we're, we're, you know, on the opposite side of a curve. You know, I, I drink water too fast. I choke. I, you Uh, know, breathe it through my lungs. I, you know, um, Bruce Willis uh, has like a vision back to that uh, that accident. That's when we get that accident. And right. then he calls Elijah. Says, "Okay, I was never hurt in that accident, you know." And and then he tells Elijah, "You know, what should I do?" He's he looking said, for answers. Yeah, yeah, he said, "Go to where people are, and then the answers will come." I love that scene too because the music's awesome and the the score. You called it cheesy early 2000s score but i, I <laughs> love bit. the score the doom, doom, doom. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, for some reason it's just great for me um so yeah he just goes into the train station and just starts touching people you got one kid who like date rapes this one chick you got uh one one guy yeah. who like hits a guy on the street with a bottle you got a chick who steals things but then yeah like you said you got the guy who's you know basically holds a family hostage yeah i don't know why they have janitors dress up like inmates in a red jumpsuit yeah right like, what is this about if you didn't like run into him and make contact you would have just been like okay yeah. that's a criminal right there because yeah. he's wearing orange jumpsuit. yeah <laughs> I, I do i did like the use of colors there like everyone you know it was bright you know we're in bright colors who we touched that way we you know got a got a glimpse of you know uh, who who each one was, but yeah. um, but it's kind of creepy that little side story. Like he's just like, I like your house. Can I come in? Yeah, he's like ooh, this is <laughs> very disturbing. Yeah, and then you got the flash of the guy who's dead at the at the bottom of the stairs. M Night Shyamalan has a real talent for creeping me out, uh, and in scenes where 
you know, there's nothing, there's no swearing, there's no actual violence. Mm-hmm. It's just he's got a creepy sense. You know, we'll, we'll we'll talk about this in Split. Right. There's some real creepiness in that. Oh, yeah. Like stomach churning creepiness. Uh-huh. Uh, but I think every one of his movies, he's got something. He's just really good at drawing out emotions. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I, I do have to ask real quick. You were saying that there's always like that one, like his movies. What, what, what's that in this one, would you say? Uh, I really like, well, it might just be the opening scene. Um, really, the, the Mr. Glass is either a baby or is a child. The, the scene in the comic book yeah. is definitely one of them yeah. for me. It's great because it, the, the, um, Mr. Glass as a child, he feels almost, a, he feels like he's a burden in a sense. Yeah. He's like disappointing his mom, but he's afraid because he's so fragile and she knows that she is not mad at him. I mean, she's just encouraging him. It, it felt that he has, like, has a sadness that he can't be who he kind of wants to be because he's is paralyzed by fear. Right, yeah. And she knows how how tormented he is. I don't know. I felt yeah. so much going on in that just couple of minutes. And yeah. of course, the way that was shot. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, but even even in the first opening scene, I'm almost driven to tears. With I know. A little baby yeah. getting born and he's, He's a broken little baby, and yeah. that makes me sad. Yeah, it's just very talking sad. about it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. What about you? What was was there for you? Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, all those scenes you mentioned. I mean, the 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 uh, the gun scene is mm-hmm. uh, very you know like that for me. The yeah. tenseness. I mean, obviously the uh, scene where Bruce Willis you know saves that those kids from the house. I mean, I the end, which we'll talk about when you know he's Bruce Willis finds out what. Uh, uh, Mr. Glass did, yeah. Um, but yeah, there are those little moments too. Yeah, the 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 beginning, the the um, with with the baby, and just draws you in right away. So yeah, those are those are great moments. Um, yeah, Bruce Willis gets vision of this guy who's held this family uh, captive in their own house, killed killed uh, the parents, and uh, Bruce Willis decides, you know, to. He's got to save him. Yeah, you know he's got to go this, save the day. Because I mean, he he found these other bad people, but it's like he, there's not much he can do about it at that p- moment, you know. So let me find the really bad people, you know. Yeah, and he pursues this more than he otherwise would have in any other circumstance. Right. He's like yeah. giving himself into his what what you know what most people would call intuition, but for him it's like a special ability. Right. And he's just going to see it through. Right. I guess. And I guess that's what, yeah, Mr. Glass is like, go to a place with, with, with a bunch of people because you will find some really bad person. Right, yeah. And since Bruce Willis, uh, David Dunn, I believe is his name. Yep, David Finally, Dunn. I think yep. first time saying his character. <laughs> I know. He's just in this thing and he wants answers and he's going to let his instinct sort of guide him into what that is, into this path. And yeah, follows the guy to the house where we've seen he's and saves the family, although the, uh, the mom and the dad are both killed, right? Yeah, just yeah. the kids. Yeah, just the kids are alive. They're tied up in the bathroom. Um, I love the silence of the scene. Once he walks in the house and there's no more rain sound. Yeah, you know he, he walks up to the to them, unties them, tells them to shh. And, right. You know you don't. Uh, and then he isn't that uh, I, that uh, well, it is now I think iconic that green rain slicker. Yes, it, really it, cool. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's his superhero costume. Mm-hmm. You know that's uh, that's what was in the newspaper afterwards. You <laughs> yeah. know, just him in that. In that, uh, actually, yeah. I, have a, I have a rain jacket that same color. It's not yeah. as long and it's not like a slicker, but right. it, it's the same thing. So yeah. I, I feel like David Dunn when I wear it. Oh, look at you. <laughs> and your name is David. I, look maybe I am unbreakable. <laughs> maybe. Actually, no, I broke my leg and my arm. <laughs> and I had strep throat the other day. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. 
Um, well, we think everything's okay, and then the guy, it's not okay, right? He yeah. gets thrown off of that balcony yep. into the pool. Into and this the pool. is tense moment. Yeah, because yeah. he's on top of the of the cover that's yeah. a weighted cover, and it's slowly slipping. Yep. And we know that he's got a weakness for water. So what the heck is going <laughs> to happen here? You know? Yeah. And then, but yeah, then the kids the kids are the ones that save him, yeah. and it's just this cool like moment of him like rising up from the pool yeah. and like t- kind of towering over them like superhero style. And then the guys standing there in the room spitting beer on this dead woman like uh-huh. what a creep. And then yeah, he just jumps on top of him one shot just him choking out the guy he's banging into the drywall it's like awesome everywhere and then like yeah he finally gets him down and ties her all in one shot then yeah that that next morning kid wakes up and sees his parents holding hands she's like i'll make your breakfast and then the kid's pouring his orange juice and then they it's a shot of just the table and bruce willis's Pushes the newspaper. Yep. <laughs> a little like in like inside information yeah. between the two of them, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Great. Yeah, it's just like, yeah. I don't know what the <laughs> article said, but man saves, you know, two kids. Chris Willis is dead. great. Yeah, he really is. Um, especially, yeah, again, so yeah, we get to the end here with the gala. And then, yeah, he says, you know, all right, well, here's Elijah. And then it's another long shot. Elijah goes down the ramp into his little room there. And then it's a slow zoom into him. And he says... The sadness. Did you did you feel it again when you woke up this morning? Yeah, because he pulled out the newspaper and was you know right. talking about that. And um, was it still there? The sadness. And he said, "No, it no, wasn't. it's gone." Yeah, yeah he's it's like just, he's finding his purpose. Yep, absolutely. And then he says, "This is where we shake hands." And then boom. Yeah, this is when we find out. That's when the audience finds out that Elijah has been causing all these bad things to happen just to find. Bruce Willis just to find his opposite. He caused that plane crash they talked about earlier. He caused the big fire in this building with no survivors. Uh, and then we find out he caused the train wreck that Bruce Willis was in and he found the one survivor. It's so interesting because yeah. you would have thought that normally, you know, people normally shake hands when they first meet and he knew somehow not to touch him. Yeah. I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right, he call. waited yeah. till the very end, and so Bruce Willis discovered who he was. Right before he would then reveal who he was. Right, yeah, it's really interesting. There. Yeah, I wonder how he would know. I don't know. Like that's that's very interesting. Although like, he's getting... got, uh, as we saw in the beginning, you know, these a typical comic book nerd such as yeah. yourself has thousands, of com- <laughs> <laughs> such as yourself has thousands I, of comic. For books. some reason, I don't remember that uh, that you know that those words at the beginning of the movie in my prior viewings. Me either. It makes it an explicit comic book film. Yeah. Now this is pre, you know, pre Marvel stuff. Right. Yeah. These are, as far as I know, just totally original characters written yeah. by M. Night Shyamalan. They are. And that makes me and like this it is, even more. This is great too, because uh, uh, Quentin Tarantino, there's a video of him giving his top 10 movies of the last 20 years. And this was like a few years ago uh-huh. and unbreakable was in it. And he said like, this should have been marketed as what if Superman was on Earth and didn't know he was Superman? Yeah. Yes, you know? that's, that's a great call. Is, yeah. You know, and uh, so yeah, it's such so cool. And again, I don't know, I don't remember anything how this was marketed, but uh, but yeah, when once you find out that twist that yeah, Mister Glass is the villain, and I love that little you know spiel he he gives, like you know you 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 and I you know we're we're complete opposites, you know. We're, yeah. Sometimes they're even friends, like. And it's hard to figure out your place, and as we see, as we'll hint towards Split, 
you know, some of these things are inside of you that need to then be unlocked. Yeah. And you, right. know, maybe yeah. it's all, you know, maybe you're, maybe there's something inside maybe, all of us. Maybe. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. Um, but yeah, I just love that, 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 uh, that end scene with the, you know, when Bruce Willis, he's like, you killed all those people. Yeah. And it was just like. Well, I mean, I guess that's, in a sense, that's his path. Yeah. Right? He had to, so for Mr. Glass to sort of validate who he is, he had to, he had to find the done character right yeah the unbreakable character right yeah to, to validate himself yeah he see yeah he even says that at the end you know i i know my place now you yeah. know i i know you know i found you and you know i know i know i am because not knowing who you are in this world that's such an awful feeling yeah. you know not knowing your place in this world not a good path to take right yeah but- <laughs> well yeah not yeah killing everyone yeah exactly but now he know he knows that his part is the villain yeah you know and he knows that that's his part and i should have known it way back then because of the kids they called me mr glass yeah. i love that ending line it's great one gripe i have about the scene is the the words at the end david dunn went on to uh, report him to the authorities oh no good uh elijah is now in a prison for the criminally insane it's like you couldn't just let the audience just decide what happens after. Like, obviously, like, why wouldn't he go to the authorities? And yeah, I would assume he would go to jail and be in for the criminally insane. Like, <laughs> absolutely agree. Yeah. Did not like that at all. And uh, did they do that at the end of Vice as well? Yeah. See, true stories. Like when when the, when that happens in true stories, I don't mind just yeah. because you kind of find out about you know you you get to know like oh, okay that's what they went on to do but it's yeah, like this it's, is total fiction it's so like a it's cop like, out like yeah and this wasn't even interesting it was just he reported him to the authorities <laughs> i know i totally <laughs> he agree. is now in prison <laughs> did you feel like because he opened with those factoids maybe about comic books he yeah. had to close with something i don't think it was necessary at yeah. all just let it in yeah exactly so yeah that would that's basically my one gripe about this movie um or two second scenes showing him in a facility right yeah or in like a straight jacket or or now that we know that glass is coming out we know what happened we'll know what happened yeah. to him like you yeah, know absolutely. so it's just like i don't know if there's pressure by the studio to clarify yeah because you never maybe. know what's going on i there. don't know but yeah that's just like it's pretty it's ambitious film for its time absolutely it's yeah consider. very ambitious um but yeah i mean that's the uh, it came out too early you know 2000 yeah. maybe yeah. we just Audiences weren't ready for right, that story. yeah. And again, I, I don't know if it was marketed well enough. Probably you know? not. Maybe, maybe not. So now there is no real twist here. I mean, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess the twist is that oh, Elijah caused all this to happen, and he he's he's the actual villain. I don't you know? I don't find that satisfying. No, um, not as like a. <gasps> Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. I mean, yeah. Once you find out, it's like well, it's like, oh well, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Once you buy the fact that we're bought into David Dunn as being the unbreakable character, so the, the on the other hand, it's not that unbelievable that of course he's the bad guy, right? Yeah. Right. So yeah, that's true. Just seeing f- footage of him going in yeah. that tr- passenger train or a passenger car right, train, yeah. that's not a big deal. Yeah, that's true. And uh, you know stuff like that. So yeah. I, I wouldn't call it a, a massive review. I mean, yeah. it's interesting, but it's not like a shocking twist. Yeah, I could see that. But yeah, yeah just the overall journey of this movie, I yeah, know, just in the, in the theme of finding your place in yeah, this world. Absolutely. And just so, it's such a unique film and an hour and 45 minutes, which is great. And uh, for some reason, I tried to rewatch this like a year ago and it felt slower, but this time when I watched it, it was definitely, it, it was well-paced and, you know, it, 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 it it's, was it's nice a quiet watch. movie yeah very quiet so yeah, i think yeah. you have to kind of be in the mood for that right you yeah. know yeah definitely um 
So yeah, I mean that's uh, I've I've loved this movie ever since it came out. Yeah. I, I think it might be my favorite M Night Shyamalan movie. Um, Could be for uh, me as well. Yeah. Maybe other than I mean, Signs would be the only Sign, one. Yeah. Well, the, now Sign, you're saying though, I haven't seen The Sixth Sense in so long. Too. I know. I, I kind of want to watch that again now. <laughs> <I know. laughs> yeah, but uh, be yeah, a great performances: Bruce Willis, Samuel L. Jackson, Robin Wright Penn. Um, and uh, again, I love that score. What, how would you rate this thing? I'm going to give this thing four stars and eh, two and a half buckets of popcorn. Okay. Yeah. Great rating. I give it three and a half stars and two buckets of popcorn. Excellent. Yep. There Fantastic we go. Um, yeah. I absolutely love it. M. Night Shyamalan. Um, and then uh, little did we know that a sequel would be coming out. And uh, we're going to talk about that. So obviously we talked about the unbreakable marketing, uh, split marketing. I do remember, and that was, this was not marketed as a <laughs> unbreakable sequel. No, what? Yeah, this movie is like I don't know what this is. It's just I'm, I'll watch it because James McAvoy and right, I'm yeah, like Shyamalan. Well, I mean, and it was M Night Shyamalan and also James McAvoy, the 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 split personalities and how it was. You know uh, how the trailers were. I, I was intrigued, yeah. Um, but yeah, I had no idea. It was and no one knew it, it was had anything to do with Unbreakable, uh, which I think is awesome. I think it's awesome that it wasn't marketed that way, and that in itself was the twist, right? But you know, awesome in a sense. We're looking back now on a podcast, but at the time, for, oh, this is a podcast. You're right. <laughs> at the time, for either the marketing was poor for Unbreakable. And the, the confusion of what Split is, you know, yeah. only really now after seeing both of these movies together and with the third movie coming out, is it really clear at all what the first, the connection between those first two movies, in my opinion? Yeah. I mean, or, and then that reveal at the very end of Split where uh, where Bruce Willis shows up, but okay, I mean, that's it. Like, yeah. Now, is this the... So you didn't like that, that, that twist or you didn't... I mean... I, <laughs> I, I should know going in what I'm watching, right? Yeah. Now, I mean, is that really the twist? That's not enough of a twist to to wait two and a half hours to, for just to get Bruce Willis in a diner thing. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever he said. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> Mr. Glad. I don't know. Dude, I, I don't know because I, I was intrigued by the movie throughout. Yeah. I was. I still, even though it wasn't in the Unbreakable universe, and I was I was still enjoying it. I was enjoying, especially James McAvoy's performance with all these personalities, and was absolutely amazing. And I was intrigued to find out, like, especially when he's talking with his therapist, and his, you know, they're talking about how, like, you know, people with split personalities, like their actual body chemistry changes. Like yeah. this is actually a real thing. Like it, it's a hint. It's carrying on from what we get in Unbreakable, which we talked about. Is that uh, it's opening your mind to your body's possibilities, right? Either on purpose or by accident, or whatever. And in this one, yeah, it's 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 the power of the mind, right? It's just yeah. something that no one really believes in. Uh, it's interesting. I mean, this one, it's, this this guy has twenty three different personalities, and the psychiatrist. I don't know the actress name, but she, I thought she was really good. Yeah, she uh, was. But she's good, finding yeah. that you know, in each of these splits, you get. And I don't know if you've ever seen the show United States of Terror. Uh, no, Clark. I haven't. No, 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 no. It's a similar idea here where okay. she'll be like uh, uh, a Stepford housewife one day, like some other 
woman another day, like a slut yeah. or like a male trucker <laughs> okay. who like spits tobacco or something like that. Right. And I mean, this one in this movie, they're saying the body can, yeah, one can have diabetes. The yeah. other one can have some other condition. One can be right. super strong or short or tall or like a child. Very interesting. Yeah. And it's that power. That it's basically saying there is something inside of all of us uh, that we only you know that can be unlocked and it's just a question of how to tap into the and then unlock it right yeah yeah and there's even you know lines in the movie like time time of ordinary humanity is over you know it's uh it, it, oh man what what did it remind me of uh um, x-men yeah yeah x-men yeah definitely some of that uh not just because mcavoy he's in the x-men universe but yeah. um yeah, yeah. I mean, it's got the, those those mutant abilities. It's evolution. Yeah, something about tapping in in into the mind and what what the mind is actually capable of. Uh, almost kind of, kind of like limitless. Like you know, you take the pill okay. and you're like you, your mind is, you know, it, it remembers things that you know it subconsciously remembers things and that you can't tap into. But right. if you had that pill, you, you have would a potential. Right, you have that potential. We only use ten percent of our minds, right. they say or so, which is so. not true. But yeah. we'll just <laughs> pretend it's true for now. But at least there's something else inside. Like we don't know everything about the human body, right? We don't know. We don't really know how the how the brain works exactly. But just to back up a sec, though, I don't know. I mean, Unbreakable was an amazing surprise, and this my first viewing on Split. I didn't really know what I was watching. Yeah, and I didn't understand where this movie was going yeah i mean because you got the abduction you know to begin with you know with him abducting these three teenage girls who one two of them are friends one was just invited a pity invite i mean it's well done yeah and as things go along and and the perform the james mcavoy performance is really good but i don't know what the purpose of this movie is and it's only now being clarified that this is a continuing story that's going to be resolved you know here we are what uh 19 years later, now I understand. Yeah. <laughs> so, so did you... So if this wasn't in the Unbreakable universe, uh, you, you didn't like this movie? Split you by did. itself as a standalone movie would be less regarded by me, yes. Okay. Um, well, it did, but it doesn't seem like you liked the twist at the end. It didn't. I, I don't... You know, it's funny because I don't even remember... Yeah. My first viewing, maybe I was like, oh, that's the Unbreakable... And then okay, <laughs> well, well, why? Yeah. Like, and and that you have to like see those two movies together, and then again knowing the third one coming out to see how they all connect. Right. So yeah, it's the marketing, I guess, again, okay. and the positioning of the films. Right. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, what about you? I mean, you you're fine. You're, you're yeah. All I mean, it. I was intrigued throughout the movie, even even without knowing about the unbreakable stuff. Um, so maybe it's just me then. Yeah, it is just me. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> now I, I I don't know. No, I mean, I see. I definitely see where you're coming from. Um, but uh, but yeah, for me, I just I uh, I was intrigued to see where it was going. Like I, I again was uh, uh, drawn in by by McAvoy by 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 his performance. Like yeah. what what the purpose of this? Like even I was I felt like the girls. Like what what's going on? Is he feeding us to animals? Like what you know what what, what is he doing? And I knew. You know, knowing, you know, Shyamalan movies, there's, you know, always, you know, some sort of twist or some sort of connection or something. So I was like, I was kind of waiting for that. Like, what's, what, what that, uh, what that connection is. But it wasn't even the twist that brought me in. It was when he, you know, finally, you know, was opening up to the therapist as Dennis. And, you know, he was kind of saying, like, 
we can do anything with our thoughts. So I think that's what was like, okay, okay. So I think I'm, I'm more starting to understand this. And then, and the, the twist for me almost was her when they said, oh, your uncle's here to pick me up. So it's like she's going from one monster to another monster. Yeah. Like, like she's, you know, just going to another form of a monster, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And you could see in her eyes, and I think the cop sees in her eyes that this is, no, this is not safe. But you brought something up just a second ago about the idea of you're going to feed me to animals. Right, yeah. There's this animal theme right. throughout this whole movie. Uh, the the confluence of the 23 identities, they turn into the beast. Right. They are being held in the basement of a zoo. Yeah, which we find out, yeah. Right. There's this animal sense going on when they're uh, in uh, the main character, Casey. They're They're hunting animals. Right, yeah. They're hunting deer. Yeah. And her uncle, who... And we talked about earlier how um, M. Night Shyamalan is so good about showing really poignant, intense <laughs> scenes, yeah. disturbing yeah. stuff. This is might this might be one of the most disturbing scenes I've ever seen in a movie, and it's not graphic, it's not bloody, right, yeah. it's not, you don't see anything. The one where she's, oh, what, how old can she be, four? Yeah, four or five, yeah. Uh, her uncle, they're camping with her dad and her uncle out in the woods, and he's like around the corner behind some rock being like let's 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 be animals right let's yeah. play again the animal theme right yeah animal theme oh yeah that's right yeah. he's on all fours with his shirt off yeah. like making like yeah. like being like a dog yeah, and like telling that. her animals don't wear clothes right come on yeah. take off your stuff let's yeah. let's you know what to do yeah oh man i mean yeah, i, I want to like throw something at my tv when right, i see yeah, that that just, is so disturbing yeah it's i mean <laughs> seriously it's like one of the most disturbing things you can see in a movie i seriously. mean seriously and they don't he, he doesn't show anything like it's they don't show anything graphic Everything's or anything implied. but it's just it's all mental yeah. and everything so what so do you make of like, this animal theme dude because it's it's running throughout this whole movie and right. I don't know, is this idea, is it, does it work in with the idea of purity, impurity? I don't know, but what's going on with the animal thing? Yeah, um, I mean, obviously, I mean, yeah, I mean, they, they call that 24th personality that might come out the beast. Um, you know, obviously that that plays into it. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't I think it may, maybe has to do with evolution, you know, just how, you know, humans have, you know, they say humans evolved from animals. From and, an animal to a human. Yeah, and now... In the zoo, I think they said... Uh, uh, I think maybe when she was being rescued at the very end, and she's like, "Don't worry, they won't bother you." Yeah, is it because they have? A, there's like a sense here that she's okay, and then they're not gonna disturb her. Yeah, because or just I mean, you're. <laughs> why would you know that they're not gonna bother? Just, I think it's more disturbing to think that humans can be more animalistic than animals. Okay, if that makes sense, you know. I mean, that just came to me just now. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Makes I sense. Like, uh, definitely makes sense. And that kind of goes along the lines of her going from one monster, one animal to another. So it's almost know? like not evolution, like devolution from like a from a human to yeah. an animal. Yeah, like I mean, the beast these... is like he's just a power mad, crazy eating. Yeah, his his personalities think that this is oh, this is what we need to be, but really, that's yeah, just the humans going back to their original state you know um I don't, yeah there. maybe i don't know yeah, it's a that's, theme that was running yeah, through yeah definitely yeah. yeah now that you bring that up yeah i guess i didn't really like i noticed the animal thing you know them bringing up animals but yeah now that you said about the uncle even bringing up animals and everything like that yeah that definitely he says, makes let's sense. be animals yeah that's I, i'm sorry i cannot yeah that's, I'm, I'm hoping uh, that i hoping this just 
you know, moves out of my brain. As I know, I move seriously. Out of my life because yeah. I don't like thinking about it again. Yeah, it's disgusting. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I mean, because that girl was so, you know, she's like adorable, innocent so girl. Cute. And, you know, and then you just, you notice the uncle, like, keep giving him beers and like giving her dad beers and stuff like so obviously he wants him to be you yeah. know uh, out for the count and, and she uh pulls that shotgun on him and yeah. i'm so bad wanting her to pull the uh, trigger man yeah uh, so God. bad hopefully something happens to him in glass because uh that's just you think disgusting. is she in the cast for glass yeah i saw her in the trailers oh yeah. nice oh I, which i've been trying it. to st- i've been staying away from trailers for this so i'm, I'm kind of going in, into this one fresh i so. did see uh speaking of fresh i did see a rotten tomato score that's not so great mm. no well, yeah. let's let's be our own critics okay <laughs> well we you know yeah we are we're, we're not gonna let those rotten tomatoes yeah shit. yeah although i saw yeah. you know i mean if you look at the top movies of all time it looks it's a little sketchy yeah exactly <laughs> exactly can't always go by that but no. but yeah well I'll, I'll, I'll go into it with an open mind you know um but uh uh, again, uh, I mean, the, the the standout, as I've said, is James McAvoy's performance and just the, the, the subtleties, uh, you know, when he's talking to um, his therapist and she's like, am I talking to Barry or am I talking to Dennis? Yeah, and, that the one where he morphs from one to the other? Yes. Oh, man, his whole face it's changes. It's and like, his I, like, this was actually up for the year that Gary Oldman won Best Actor Oscar. Okay. Like, James McAvoy should have definitely been nominated. No, man. was he nominated like, on the like Golden Globes? No, or SAG nothing. Or so nothing, huh? Because this movie came out in January, and like yeah. people forget about the movies that come out in January. It's Everybody ridiculous. seems to hate Shyamalan now too. Yeah, that's true too. But yeah, I mean, for me, honestly, McAvoy was one of the top five performances of the year. Very good. So good, yeah. When he morphs, like he's like that Barry guy who's like the fashion guy, and then when she, I like when he plays the like the English lady. Yeah, (laughs) say something and like give a little look. You know, it's it's really funny. But but yeah, when but then when he's the beast, and then you know she says his name, and he you know turns back to Mm -hmm. just you know Kevin or whatever his name is, and uh, you know, and then he goes from personality to personality. That's just another great uh, view of his acting um, right there. So that was. Unbelievable. A couple other things I want to hit on, which actually tie into one another, is this idea of trauma. Uh, greatness or abilities brought on by trauma. Right. Uh, and then the trauma and then tied with the idea of purity. Right. Uh, the three girls are kidnapped. Two, and we go back to the beginning of the movie, is that uh, it's a girl's birthday party and... You know, lame girl Casey can't find a ride home. Right. Uh, the dad of the birthday girl and her best friend, uh, the dad is nice enough to be like, you know, I don't want her waiting for a ride. Let's bring her home. Right. She's an, out- she's an outsider. <clears throat> and what we get is the other two girls are very, all three of them are captured, put into a room. The two girls are very much sheltered little rich right. girls. Casey doesn't belong with them. Right. Based on what we've seen happen to her as a little girl, she's not a sheltered girl. Yeah. She's been through lots of trauma yep but just like kevin right he's gone through trauma as well and it brought out something inside of him now 23 personalities and it gets a little crazy here but he targets these girls for them when he says they're impure meaning they're i guess the clearest way to say is that they haven't gone through a trauma right yeah i think he even brings up like only through prank only through pain can you achieve greatness. Greatness, yeah. He, yeah. he looks down on them as right. we talk about the evolution thing. He's evolved past them. They haven't gone through that necessary right, trauma yeah. to become, you know, enlightened beings or right. something like that to go to take that next step. He doesn't know. Right. He thought he captured three, uh, 
three impure girls. Yeah, because I think he even talks to his Patricia self and Patricia, says, yeah. like, uh, says, you know, says like how oh we you know we have been tracking down these two girls. These mm-hmm. were the two girls they wanted, and he just happened to end up with her too. And funny in the very beginning, she's got a very Casey has a very strong sense of what to do. Her worldliness. She's been abused before. When that uh, was it? Uh, I don't know which one of the characters, one with the glasses, was going to drag off the first girl into the room. We find out later he from the therapist. He likes to have young girls dance naked for right, him. Yeah. And the what does she say? She grabs him and says, "Pee yourself." Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. Right yeah. away, she knows what to do. Yep, exactly. She's yeah. got a word of a voice that works. Well, because she notices that that guy, you know, obviously has OCDs, like wiping down the chair before yeah, he sits like down, and dirt, he's, yeah, yeah, he's wiping off the car when he gets in and stuff. So, uh-huh. like, she noticed those things, and that's when the flashbacks are useful because her dad obviously taught her like about hunting, about yeah. little details you need to notice. You need to outsmart your. You know, you need to outsmart the animal. More animal stuff. Yeah, going exactly. On, yeah. You need to outsmart the animal, and obviously, this guy's an animal. You know, anyone who kidnaps, you know, teenage girls like that. So is, the hunting is connected again. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean, that's another connection. Yeah, is just about you know um, outsmarting the animals. Like our the impure girls were the prey. Right. She is not. She's smarter than just a a dumb buck who's roaming around looking right. for does and mate during mating season. Uh, but right. there's there's a lot more humor in this one uh, with uh, than Unbreakable. I mean, you got to him as a uh, uh, ah, the kid. He is uh, some weird it's, name. Yeah, um, yeah. etc. cetera, <laughs> et cetera. Yeah. <laughs> How about that dance? I mean, I was like crazy yeah, acting on his part. Yeah, he really absolutely. does. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah. It's a total just performance. Right, yeah. Part. Again, yeah. just even that one scene of just him changing facial expressions, like like you can totally tell that's a totally different persona. Yeah. He totally changed it. It's like brow it. Yeah. furrows, and he sits yeah. differently, and yeah. his voice changes, and yeah. So his good. whole attitude is different. Yeah. Great stuff. Yeah, and then... Uh, then uh, when he kisses her, he's like, "You might be pregnant now." <laughs> that was great. I found that funny. Yeah. Um, but in a connection, I think to break uh, Unbreakable is uh, his dad might have died in a train crash. They might have said. Oh. So I don't know if that was the train that David Dunn was on. I think that might have been a connection. Interesting. Um, and then, that would have been the tr- the dad dying could have been the trauma caused by Mr. Glass. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, the trauma also is his mom was abusive. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Because um, we say that scene where he's, what, she's like crazy. Under, he's like yeah, hiding under the bed. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, that's when she's, you know, starts saying his name and stuff. And, and, uh, and that's when he, you know, stops being the beast for a little bit. Wonder if that could be a result. Well, I don't know. I'm trying to think time wise, but if that's a result of the dad dying, the mom goes crazy, abuses him. I don't know. Yeah, some kind yeah, of I mean, yeah, it might be interesting. I didn't might, pick up on the the dad dying yeah, on the train. Yeah, it might be in glass. Maybe um, there was another thing in, uh, that might have been from a. Oh well, well, because in the movie he kept saying like, you know, will they ever understand us? Like, because you think he's maybe talking about his personalities, but I think he means us as in like special humans, like almost mutants. Yeah, yeah. Like enhanced humans, like David Dunn is obviously Elijah and all that. So um, yeah, it's like mutants, but. Yeah, I mean, it's picking up on a classic kind of um, superhero thing, right? You yeah. get bit by the spider, and then you get that. Yeah. This happens, and then, you know, whatever. It's a very classic kind of comic book yeah. thingy going on there. Definitely. But told through... I mean, can you think of another character that has split personalities that becomes a 
Uh, that's pretty original still, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, Green Goblin a little bit in Spider-Man with uh, Willem, Willem Dafoe. He he kind of you know is going back and forth between you know good two, and right? Evil. Yeah, two. But yeah, but they had not like obviously multiple ones. Um, Interesting. I, I thought the the line uh, there must be limits to what the human being uh, can become. Yeah. That was an interesting line from the therapist when she's talking to Dennis when she's actually in his house or whatever. Uh, funny um, how she's so on board with yeah. everything all the way up to this beast thing. And yeah. she's, she just doesn't get it and she fights it. And Actually, she doesn't even really humor her. I thought she might humor them right, a little yeah. bit about the beast, but not even. Like, yeah, no, this is wrong. She's this having is, none of that. Yeah. yeah. There must be limits to what the human being can become. And yeah, that's just when he's like, no, this is when your thoughts, your mind can change you you know your mind can 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 do more um really interesting very interesting stuff so um yeah i mean that's i mean obviously he turns into the beast once he goes to the train station because yeah he puts those flowers at the train and uh so yeah that's why i think his dad died in that train crash david dunn did which would make sense okay that explains it because i was a little yeah. lost on that part yeah okay that makes sense so he's leaving it as a memorial to right to the train site yeah okay wow now i'm looking i'm really hoping they dig into this yeah in glass um and then yeah when he yeah he, so yeah he's 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 the beast then and he like becomes like this like Almost like Hulk type. Oh, he's a monster. Figure. Yeah, he's got he's so veiny and yeah, yeah, he's just running so fast. It's just crazy. He's got like Hugh Jackman level steroids right. for this movie. <laughs> exactly. He um, looks like a monster in the in glass, doesn't he? The the trailer. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm definitely excited to see Glass. We'll see. We'll see what uh, becomes of that. Even even with Rotten Tomato scores, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, but yeah, the, you know, he goes through the whole thing where he's going through all their personalities. Once she says his names, and, oh, one other thing, animal theme. Sorry, I just yeah. thought of this. He called themselves the Horde. Yeah. Oh yeah, the Horde. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they kept bringing up uh, uh, coming to the light, like bringing. I didn't know. Does the light mean the one who gets access to like like controlling the body and? Is the light Seems like, like consciousness? It, yeah. yeah, and like the other ones get like sent into the darkness, and right? Below. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of way. So yeah, yeah, good call. Um, and then yeah, again, like I said, she uh, she 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 gets a shotgun. She gets you know because <laughs> Kevin told her where it was. Yeah, but yeah, when he's going through the different personalities, that's so, so ah, such such greatness from from McAvoy there. But we know he, we learn he has the height of a rhinoceros. <laughs> yes, he, 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 he does have the height of the That is very true. Yes, he, you know, she, she can't shoot him, but that's when he sees. You know, I love that shot when he's, you know, she's in like that j- cage essentially, and he's breaking through. Oh, that's that great, scary face he's making. Um, but then he sees she is broken. She is uh, hurt. She She's is pure. She has been through pain. She is pure. And he says the broken are the more evolved. Rejoice. But uh, but yeah. I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, that's pretty much. How, I, again, I like that because at that moment you don't know how she's gonna get out, and then he, yeah, he sees all the scars on her and everything. And then again, when she's you know in the cop car and your uncle's here, it's just again, I can't stop thinking about. Yeah, you're going from one one animal to the next, one monster to the next, and uh, a tragedy in a way for her. You know, you just went through this huge trauma, but now you're going to this this monster you've been with your whole life. You know, absolutely. So I hope there's some kind of resolution for her. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, she just yeah. I mean, trauma upon trauma. Yeah. And then you get uh, maybe something will get released for her. Maybe she'll. Yeah. Maybe she has something. In yeah. The- 
Yeah, I'm hoping so. Uh, Anya Taylor Joy is her uh, that actress name. We didn't. Good say job. Yet. Yeah, great job by her. And uh, yeah, and then you get the uh, at the end, uh, James McAvoy talking to himself in the mirror, saying like, you know, we're you know the the beast will protect us now, and 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 all that. So. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens in Glass, you know, how how all three of these guys will now be brought together and uh, and what's going to happen. I know in the trailers, you know, it seems like Elijah's trying to manipulate uh, McAvoy to turn back into the Beast, you know, kind of a, yeah. a Loki trying to turn the Mar- uh, Bruce Banner into the Hulk type thing. Oh, you there know? you go. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that, that'll be interesting. So I'm excited for that. So, so. we're going to kind of hit this trilogy Kind of interesting, kind of, yeah. just, you know, who would have known that this was the Unbreakable was going to be in a trilogy? Well, you know? yeah, I mean, I saw the trailer to Glass where we talked about it. We shared it with one another, like, whoa, <laughs> this is what? Yeah, like, and, I, and we were both saying how much we both loved Unbreakable, which we you know gushed on earlier. Split also a good movie, right? And then yeah, so I want to see where this goes and yeah, you know, what, what's happening with the story. Both of us are Shyamalan fans. And uh, Bruce Willis yeah. and McAvoy. So. Yeah, McAvoy, and definitely. Sam Jackson. Yeah, Sam Jackson. So I, three great actors yeah, I think here. I think Sam Jackson is the most movie... Like, he's been in the most movies we've analyzed on this podcast. <laughs> he's in a lot. Yeah, <laughs> he really is. Uh, you want to give a rating on uh, Split? Yeah, I mean, this isn't as good to me as Unbreakable. I think Unbreakable is a really, really good movie. So I'm just going to give this thing three stars and uh, two buckets of popcorn. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm at three stars, too. I give it three buckets of popcorn, so I'm a little lower on the stars. Uh, then Unbreakable, obviously, a little higher on uh, on uh, popcorn. But, uh, yeah, there we go. Split, Unbreakable, our first uh, analysis of two movies, I think. Yeah, first ever, uh, so. double feature. Yeah, double feature, folks. A <laughs> little long one here, but, uh, but yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, follow us on Twitter at BlockbusterCast. Follow Dave at Dave underscore Quiz. Follow me at BC Court. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and end this show. Let's end this show. All right, folks, that is it for us. For Dave, I'm Ben. And as always, grab some popcorn, grab some snacks. We'll catch you guys at the movies.